Welcome to this week's podcast. It's not all black and white. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast, and welcome. So today we uh, you know, we were talking about uh, making friends as an interracial couple, which I don't think is necessarily, at least in my experience, it's not necessarily something that is vastly different. I mean, we're people, but there are conditions that make things slightly different. So as we were talking about what was going on today and being here in Kenya, and what we noticed in, you know, in the couples that we've met and the friends that we've been making since we've been here is a pattern. So as we started thinking about that pattern, we kind of went back to some of the beginnings for us, uh, our childhoods uh, and the racial mix or the lack thereof for both of us in, our, in, our, in each and our situation. So, yeah, so let's kind of go back and start talking about like childhood. Like, yeah. why are your friends diverse? Were my friends diverse? Yeah. No, they were not. I did not have a particularly diverse group of friends growing up. Neither did I. I grew up in a village in Kenya and all my friends were black. And I grew up in a city, a couple cities in America and also rural America. And my friends were certainly predominantly white. Um, that's not to say, as, you know, as I started to think about it, I was thinking, you know, like even in my class, I don't even remember specifically. I think it was, yeah, pretty, pretty much across the board. Um, you know, went in high school, um, a friend of mine is Asian American, um, but still not, not terribly uh, racially diverse. Um, but then kind of even going through, you were talking also about when that started, to sh- like the beginning of that shift for you. Um, I would say like my first diverse group of friends was like when I was 19. Um, I had a volunteer job and there was this guy who was from Estonia and he became like my, I would say like my first white friend. So I was 19 and then I got a job at a hotel that was in the city and there was like a lot of other people coming, you know, Asians, people from other countries. Um, I, at that moment, I also remember like I had a Rwandese friend um, and Congolese friends, but pretty much before that, all my friends were Kenyans. Yeah. And not also Kenyans, like all my friends were Kenyans and also from like my village or from like the neighborhood that I grew up in 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 Isili, in Nairobi, you know? So it was like either from the village or from like Isili. Yeah. So, yeah, my, yeah, that was like my first white friend was 19. 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in college, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I didn't go to a very diverse college either. So, um, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and, and then even when I moved to LA, I saw that, you know, when I got to sort of that age with the, with the kids in school and then work. So between career was the people who I was in, who I was working with and then parents of the students that my kids went to school with, which was also not, you know, seemed to just not be very racially diverse. And I think one of the things that came up for me that when I hit it, we might've talked about this briefly uh, beforehand, but when I, I think I got to this point where I could start kind of considering it or I was, you know, the kids were, were growing up. I, I was divorced um, and I was on Tinder and it, it didn't occur to me early on, but at a certain point I realized Tinder's only feeding me Caucasian, like 
Caucasian profiles. And at a certain point, I'm like, this is just weird, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just strange that I could go through on a day and not see anyone of color. That was odd, you know? But it, was it because of the neighborhood? Probably the neighborhood and the women that you were swiping before that? It, you know, it, it could have been, but I don't know. And eventually, I just kind of like, I even made like an, you know, sort of an effort to say, I want to see if I can like change this, whatever this algorithm is. But that just became this weird thing for someone like I grew up in a very Caucasian community. And as I, you know, the schools that I went to, the college I went to, uh, the people that I worked with, it was, it was not terribly racially diverse. And that was, some of it was just kind of where it happened to be, you know? It's you like, didn't have a terribly racially diverse childhood either, but no. it makes sense. You know, you were in Kenya and there was nobody else around. It wasn't like you were avoiding it. For me, for you, it was 100% situational whereas for me i almost feel like it wasn't situational as much as institutional right i lived in i lived in los angeles a very diverse place but yet institutionally you know communities are separated by race there's a you know certainly a more of a latino latina part of town and more of an african-american part of town and a armenian part of town and you know white part of town so yeah, yeah. and so for me that changed from like when i moved to the u.s and I moved in with like my family, my Jewish adopted family, where like everyone was white and the community, everyone was pretty much white. I, I did kind of seek out um, African friends, you know, because I, I had dreadlocks back then. So I needed a black salon. And my friend, my really good friend, Dana, who's how is Caucasian, found this salon for me. And this woman was from, she was from South Africa and she became my first black friend and she was like really I told she was like I'm gonna introduce you to my other friends so I made a few not necessarily they were not necessarily African-American they were like African immigrants you know so I met a few women but from then in my you know after I moved to the U.S. in my mid-20s all my friends became most of my friends became white I would say like 90 percent really that high yeah Mm. I would say like 90%, maybe 85%. And then the, especially the first year, the first year where I wasn't going to school, you know, it was, yeah, it was just like the people that I was living with, you know, um, in the community that I was in. Um, so everyone was white. And then I said, going to community college and things shifted because it was like more black people go to attend community college. So I started making more African-American friends. And I really wanted to like, I always like think like African-Americans are like the coolest blacks. So I just really was like looking to have like an African-American friend. So that was, that what you mean? Is that like a cultural thing from where you growing up here? That was the, or where did that come from? I think so. Like I always like thought like with all like the African-American struggle and like, Everything that they have accomplished is like, I think like they're like kick ass. So I, I really wanted some, you know, I wanted to know also about the culture. Like once you come to America, like everyone sees you as, you know, as black, but I, I am black and, but I am so African. I grew up in a village. So like culturally we tend to be very different and I really, yeah. yeah and I really wanted to learn about, you know, their culture. Cause and it's like, kind of now, even if it hasn't been your culture, of many people, if you're just moving around the U.S., it will be assumed that that's your culture. Correct. By the way you look. Yeah, and and like I I don't mind when people assume it, but 
if I don't know you about it. You have to know about it. Correct. Yeah. Right. So I feel like I was seeking more like African-American friends in, and not only seeking, but I was in a place where they were, you know, like after my second year, like, yeah, community college had more African-American uh, friends. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like after that, my, but still predominantly my friends remained white. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, obviously, when we you know, we lived together only for well, we were together for two years in the states, and so we didn't actually make any friends together no, while we, we were didn't. in the states because we already had our community. You know, it was sort of you know the community overlapped a little bit where, and that's how we met. You know, at my community, at your community, and there was a place where, you know, in our friend, circle of friends, there was a few people that overlapped, and that was how we met. Um, so um, yeah, so we didn't actually find people that we were, you know, we didn't make new friends or meet new friends together. It wasn't until we moved here that that shifted. And now all of a sudden we're in a new place and kind of needing to make friends to a certain extent. Yeah, I think like we were very content in the U.S. Like we both had our own friends, like you had your friends, I had my friends. And then like there were friends that we had there, like you say, like mutual friends. And like, um... Like we, I, I don't know, like I didn't feel like I needed to make friends, yeah. you know? So, but coming here where it's like the, I didn't live in this country for like, you know, more than eight years. So the only friends I had, which they're still like my really good friends are like the childhood friends and my family. Um, those are like in the first months, the mm -hmm. friends that we had. Um, but we technically, most of our friends are like interracial. Right. Yeah, and and not on purpose. No, you know. So uh, the friends that we have met over time have actually kind of it was a sort of a gravitational. So we have a neighbor uh, a few houses down, and at one point she was driving by and she's seen us walking up and down. She said, "Oh, you should come over sometime. I'll have you over for tea. You can meet my husband." And uh, sure and enough, I was really excited because yeah. we didn't know we didn't know people in our neighborhood. So I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna come." And we, I was like, she was like, do you want to come now? We were going on a walk. And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll come in now and we'll have some tea, coffee. And we walk inside and her husband is white. Yeah. He's British. Right. And then uh, eventually, you know, we, uh, we had her over for dinner and then they had us over for dinner. And when, when we went, not only was it us and her, their interracial, uh, you know, uh, relationship, but then... Uh, there was another her, white her brother-in-law <laughs> was there who was not her husband's brother but her sister's husband and her sister as an, as a Kenyan woman had also married a mzungu which is they call a white a white guy here and then another friend was there who was also in a similar situation whose parents were actually interracial and then she kind of continued that and you know she married an Italian man and so we began to see this, right? And then for your birthday, we went and we stayed at this little lodge and uh, this guy starts talking to us and it turns out he owns the place and we talked for about five minutes. He goes, oh, you know, hold on one second. I'm going to go get my fiance. And, and she turns out to be a black woman. And he was white. So, uh, and we hit it off really well yeah. and we continued having dinner with them. And the next day they have a not, they, they also run an orphanage in the lodge so we met them for breakfast and they showed us around the orphanage and they were we were like you guys you should when you're in town come over to a house 
And sure enough. Two days later, or was it two days or one day later? One day later, he called me and he's like, hey, can we come over? And I was like, yeah, come over. So we made them dinner and like, I don't know if because they're interracial or just because they're like really cool people that I, that I respect, but I see them as being our friends. Absolutely. And I think one of the things is not, like I said, I don't think it was, it was never intentional, but there are these certain things where when, like when you and I go out here, something actually happens and sometimes it's unpleasant because, you know, there'll be people who make kind of underhanded comments, sometimes kind of like nasty comments when they see you walking with the white guy. And we were talking about this this morning of, you know, without ever needing to bring it up with, with her, uh, she, like there's this understanding of like, I've had to deal with that too. And there are certain things that I think, and, and maybe this is one thing that brings people of sort of similar situations together is we don't actually even have to talk about it because we know we share certain experiences. So those things, there's just a little a comfort in knowing that, which is a little bit weird to me to sort of think about that comfort in, in the commonality, which I guess is probably makes sense. It, it, it comes in many areas of our lives, right? We like, there's a certain comfort in things that we know or understand. Yeah, like I'm sure like she understands like what I face, like when we go out to a restaurant, like if they run a restaurant, so she knows, and she's like really independent and smart human being. But like, I think I did talk to, she, like when the bill came, she like instructed the waiter to give it to me, you know, <laughs> which is, has been like very unusual in Kenya because people will just assume that you are paying and for her, she just wasn't going to take that assumption because she knows that assumption, you know? So there was like, there was a lot of things. Like when I talked to her, I was like, you know, I, like, I understand the kind of relationship you're in, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. And she's great. So, and then our other friends, which was like, so, um, Almost ac- accidental, right? accidental. Because yeah. An online group. So we joined, experts. when we moved here, we joined a group of like experts and this guy, so we live in a smaller town and this guy posts and he's like, Hey, what can I do in Akuru? And I was like on Facebook. So I figured it's a, I, I can answer that, you know? And I was like, Oh, this is like, you can go to the creator. And he was like, I'm coming and you can take this public transportation. And he was like, Oh, my wife and I are coming on Saturday, Sarah, if you'd like, if you guys want to get, grab something to eat. And I was like, yeah, sure. Then he calls me later and he's like, you know, my Airbnb was canceled. Where can I book a, where can I book a room? And I'd never met this guy, but I was like, we have an extra room. Just, you know, come and take it. It's it's, it's, it's empty. Yeah. Come, you and your wife come and crash in our house. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was like, we're leaving the next day. We'll leave you with the key. We We have to leave at six in the morning. But the house is yours. Yeah, no, figure like couch surfing works, like it's gonna be fine, you know? So he shows up and his wife is Mexican. And, and he's British. And he's British. Mm-hmm. And we've become really good friends. Like yeah. now we always, they live in the city. And when we go to the city, they host us. And we always have a place to stay. And yeah, we even, you ran. You, maybe you can talk about like oh, a little well, bit. Yeah, of, well, well. Uh, she and I ended up running running the half marathon together in Kilimanjaro uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but to me, I think one of the things that is that is that it wasn't it's not ever intentional. But I think there are these there are these certain these certain elements that are like there's almost a comfort. Well, we talked about this a minute ago, but like it's a comfort because there is a bit of like wherever we go, whether we're here 
or even in the U.S. because like I am really really white. And, and I am very very African. Yeah. And, so and Kenyan and and black. On the on the spectrum, I'm pretty close to as white as you can be, and you're pretty much as black as you can be. Pretty much. And so wherever we go, we get noticed. You know, this this the contrast. It's something that's noticed. Sometimes people talk about it. It gets mentioned. People will say something to us. Uh, every once in a while, I feel like, oh, this is a little glimpse of like what it would be like to be a celebrity because you go places and people look, <laughs> you know, particularly here. Um, but even for still, you, for but me, you, yeah. Like when I went to UCLA, people noticed. Like even just you by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. People would like because UCLA is like two percent black or something. Yeah, and when I would speak in class, my professor would never forget my face. Like that is like something. Like I. I'm, I was, I'm a very vocal person, so like I would answer questions, like, but my professor would notice me immediately. Right. And that meant like not just my professors, but other students. I don't know, like I have this like black face that just screams <laughs> Africa. <laughs> yeah. So we go places that I think there's a little bit of just that, that I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't feel at all self-conscious about it, but it does pop up into my consciousness uh, at times which never popped up prior to me being in an interracial relationship. And this is my first interracial relationship. It's not your first one. No, it's not. Um, but it is for me. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 I presume it pops into your mind when we're out and about, right? Yeah, it's like I feel like sometimes I wonder if, like, I haven't been in an interracial relationship here except with you, and I wonder if I was like just with like I I cannot forget how you used to when I I was I was dating my boyfriends you know back in the day, like I just wonder sometimes like I would how it would feel like if I was just dating a black guy you know like a black Kenyan guy where you could just go out and no one would yeah like, and no one would like in. correct now I don't blend in like yeah. people will say something people do notice you know and also like in Nakuru it's like there isn't a lot of white people no in fact I've seen like, three. Yeah, well, there's a few more, but not many. No. Like mostly, it's at the it's at the little mall, which is close to the entrance to the national park, where you know, obviously, the big buses tell the white people you can go there and <laughs> you can get the things that you need, and you can come back to the hotel before we go into the national park and look at rhinoceri and and lions and whatever. Yeah. So, what do you think? Like, is gonna be like our future of like like what do you think? Like, how are we gonna make friends? Because we don't have like necessarily we don't have a lot of friends that we've made together that are not interracial. So do you think like, because the trend is that we're making interracial friends that that's going to continue to go on or it's just because we live in this smaller town. And once we move to Nairobi, where like there's a lot of like diverse diversity is like, that's going to change. You know what? I, I have no idea. And I think one of the things is that in Nairobi, even if that doesn't end up being the case, which I just have the sense it probably will. Like I was even doing some uh, creativity coaching with this with this woman who I met at a workshop that I was giving, um, and sure enough, like she, you know, the father of her children is 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 Caucasian. So um, like it just seems like we, like for whatever reason that has been happening, even if it's people that are not like our mutual necessarily mutual friends. Like we've been seeing that. Thing, I think Nairobi is different too because when you go pretty much west side of Nairobi, 
is probably one of the most racially diverse parts of the world, True. right? Because the UN is there. Uh, it's kind of like a financial hub for sub-Saharan Africa outside of South Africa, right? Yep. So, you know, there's a ton of international people, obviously, you know, from Asia, India, uh, the U.S., Europe, uh, all over Africa. It's, uh, it's amazing, actually. It's pretty cool. So my sense is that it's almost like no matter what we do when we're in Nairobi, there's no way around a incredibly multicultural interrelation or intercultural, interracial uh, relationships and friends then and just our whole friend circle will probably be like that because it already is. Um, you know, uh, but it'll be interesting at some point, you know, if we, if and when we ended up back in the U.S. or we're in a place, you know, that would, you know, be, uh, you know, that wouldn't be a, a place like, like the west side of Nairobi, you know, what yeah. would that be? And, and it's hard to say, but, you know, like I said, we do get, we do get noticed and there is something and I don't even know if it's always things you can put your finger on and sometimes... I know I want to be able to say, you know what, we're talking about this now. I want to put my finger on it and name it and say it's this way. This is the answer. This is the way it is. This is the way it will be. And I just don't, I can't do that. I don't have that relationship to, to, this, to this situation, right? We've been together for three years. We've been, you know, one year kind of, you know, here building a life together separate from the lives that we had before. And one year is, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, I want to say like we should, I feel like that's a whole talk, like podcast topic where we kind of like explore, but I, yeah, you're right. Like at this moment, I don't feel like I can speak to it. You yeah, know, there's no, there's no answer, but it is, the, but there the, is something there. There's something there. What it is hard to say. Um, and once again, you know, and so far in our experience of building this together, it's been fairly, you know, it's been this fairly interracial situation for us. Yeah. Um, which is. Yeah, I mean it's great because I love the you know the people we met, the, our new friends. They're all like how fortunate. We just met some wonderful, wonderful people and are building really great friendships. And it'll be interesting to see how that continues. Actually, I'm waiting for like our next door neighbor to invite us because she made such good food. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was the benefit of being an interracial couple is being invited to the neighbor's oh, house. <laughs> no, only did she have like we live in Akuru. There's no cheese. The other woman. The interracial oh, woman right. was from... She, she, she just, she'd come from Italy and she brought like this amazing Parmesan cheese from Italy. And wine, and she was serving wine. Oh, it was so delicious. Yeah, was pretty amazing. Was pretty oh, my God. <laughs> Please invite yeah, us all back in. We'd have them over, but our food's just not as good. Um, oh. So, but I think they also own a restaurant or two. So I think so. Yeah, probably. That's why the food's so good. Yeah. But yeah, so like for those who are watching this, who's like... Um, like if you're in an interracial relationship, like I'm just curious, like are, are your friendship diverse? Are you making like how do you how do you guys make friends? You know, like do you have did does everyone have their own friends? Do you have mutual friends? And how do you guys like yeah? Yeah, and even for people that have been in interracial relationships and may not be, or even you know, it's one of the things that we can just probably touch on just briefly is you know is the sense of like for me when I was thinking about the possibility of like, it had to be something I had to think about, like, oh, you know, on Tinder, right? It was like, oh, am I gonna do this? Or what are people gonna think? Is she gonna think that I'm just curious? You know, am I just a guy, like a white guy, curious about being with a, with, you know, with a woman of color? You know, for us, it was never an intention to be, to be together. 
wasn't. So like we um, we got together like immediately. We went out for just to hang out once, and a day later I was in love, and three days later we hung out again, and then within a few days. So it wasn't anything premeditated, but if but I you, had premeditated, but you saw me on Tinder. I did see you on Tinder. And you swiped me left. I swiped you left. I was like, nope, um, not because you weren't gorgeous and I'm sure wonderful, but because uh, I wasn't going to sure. go there because I know we 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 peripherally touched each other's community. I'm like, I'm not going there. Um, but I think if I had had to premeditate it, I might have actually been. If I thought we were going out on a date or something was happening, you know. I might have actually been self-conscious thinking like, I don't want to be this guy who is might be perceived as, and maybe am I, am I just curious? Like, what is this? Because, and I don't think any of it's inherent. I just feel like culturally, socially, whatever, like I don't, there's been enough, there's enough stuff around it. I mean, shoot, 50 years ago, our relationship would have been illegal. Yeah, I was. And here until 1963, this would have been illegal. So, Obviously, there's consideration that comes to it. And I think that's one of the things that plays into us finding other interracial couples is, you know, this, the reality that in many parts of the world up until not that long ago, this was illegal. Yeah, I remember like if we're talking Tinder, like before you, like I met my, my ex-boyfriend on Tinder and like one of the first questions, he was British. One of the first questions I asked him was like, is this a fetish for you? Like, am I, like, is this, like, I just had to ask because I kind of just had read, like, white dudes, like, date black women as a fetish. And I was like, I don't want to be that. And I just had to, like, come out and ask. And he was like, wait, what are you talking about? And we ended up dating for a year. And he's, like, really one of my good friends to this day. Yeah, but I just had to ask. I don't, yeah. No, and, it make, and it, I think it's probably fair. And even to be able to bring it up and talk about it can be hard. Because the stuff that goes through, for me anyways, like thinking about it, um, would be like, I don't even want to have to question it. I don't have to wonder. Um, but yet, it's also important to be able to bring it up and talk about it. Like, to what, it, you know, how much do you think about this? What does this mean to you? Like, all that stuff, you just, we have to. I think we live in a world that because of, you know, because we're in a shifting time of where obviously it's not a problem to be in an interracial relationship. And interracial relationships, as we talked about before, like doubled in the last 10 years. But it's still a thing. And if you pretend like it's not something, then you don't address it. I think it can it can rear its head in ways. First of all, if nothing else, is that it's something I'm thinking about. It's a question I have. Is this okay? How do I, you know, what's going on to be able to just have the honesty to bring it up with each other? Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. We'll keep you posted. Uh, we are heading back to the States. Uh, we'll be doing some more traveling together. So, you know, as this as this evolves, we'll see how it all moves forward. And once again, yeah, we're very curious to hear any thoughts or insight anyone else has. Um, you know, email us at uh, info.itsnotall at gmail.com. And thanks for spending your time with us. Yeah, thank you so much for spending your time with us and listening to us. And we'll see you next time. Bye.